Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Becky Rollerball Dyson. To be more like Becky, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. Mm. <laughs> Who are you? What do you do? We currently don't have a clue, but give us 40 minutes of your time And we'll get along just fine on the Joe Marler Show It's the Joe Marler Show Hello and welcome to tonight's show. It's brought to you by Joe Marler Moi Tom Fordyce Uh, You Mon? Joe, your voice sounds a little bit better after last week when you had the croakiness, when we had our late night at the art gallery and the museum. I'd say it sounds 20% better. It's getting there. I've gone from 40 a day to 20 a day now. So slowly reducing the amount I'm smoking uh, in prep for pre-season to start. I'm worried, Joe, that you've been standing in the pouring rain because your shoulders are soaked. Pouring rain, pouring rain. But I've got good news for you, Joe, because I bought you a bacon sandwich. Oh, what a treat. When you were standing out in the rain making that phone call, I went round the corner and I had to choose from a, a limited but quite diverse range of sandwiches which one you would like. I've gone for bacon on sourdough, which I think you'll enjoy. Word of warning, the crusts are like concrete. Yeah, you've done well there. I, I, I think I'm getting. Can I? I'll just have a bite of it and see. You, did you say make the crust <laughs> extra crispy? Did you? <laughs> I've got shit teeth as it is. Honestly, I'm having one out next week because it's just shit house. I, I won't bother. I'll just keep chewing this. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I am fucking ungrateful <laughs> that you bought this shower dough, shower of shit dough bread for my bacon sarnie. I'll just have the bacon, I think. Well, Joe, uh, some good news to lift your mood. Today we are speaking to an expert in pest control. Oh, actually, that's a good one. I need to talk to him about some mole problems I've got. Like moles. That are like, not moles. Oh, right. Like mole not guacamoles or <laughs> mole, mole, mole. I'm talking about like actual moles that live in the ground. Get him on now. Where is he? Today's guest is a pest controller and his name is Paul. Welcome, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Pest control. Talk to me. What is what's a pet? What's definition of a pest? Surely it's that's subjective. Uh, pest, well, it could be anything really. I mean, rodent, so we can tick off rats, mice, squirrels. But are they pests? Uh, what, they if are... I, what if I I enjoy looking at a squirrel? Why is that a pet? Uh, what, what about if it was in your say your loft eating all your um, memorabilia from your England days? How the fuck do you know? <laughs> my memorabilia is in. <laughs> The loft, or is the it loft. on the walls then? No, it's on. It's in the loft. It's in the loft. There in you a go. big bucket. Because most most, most people, they, they, everyone chucks it up the loft, don't they? Anything they don't want down in the house, all goes up in the loft. Okay, yeah. So right. pests you get in the loft are rats, mice, and squirrels. And I mean, I've been in situations where <laughs> I had a lady situation where she had a, a wedding dress in the oh, uh, in the no. loft, um, and she before uh, or after she'd worn it, or was it? Uh, well, she didn't get it out every month just to do a parade of it. Uh, it, was, it was, I think, it was up there for a few years, and um, yeah, she had she she called me because she'd heard noises in in the in the in the loft in the evening, uh, generally when she was asleep, and it was like scratching noises like, this. and she was like. Obviously, say it's gone up there. Couldn't see anything. Um, anyway, I think they sent the old man up there, and he, he found some like evidence of like droppings. That's the first <laughs> thing we look for, like when we go up people's lofts. And um, so, gave me a call. Gone up there, 
and uh, well, it's like it's like a bomb site up there. Was it? Yeah. Um, it was actually uh, it was squirrels, and they terrorised everything. They'd bitten into uh, all the boxes. Uh, his LP's got taken out of the game as well. No. Um, and all the wedding from a squirrel as yeah, well. Yeah. Fucking squirrel. Yeah. And I've then, really changed my mind on squirrels. Yeah, you don't want to keep them as pets. Was it a grey squirrel? Oh, it was a grey squirrel. Well, there you go. Uh, and uh, yeah, and they went for a wedding wedding dress and basically pissed over it all as well. <laughs> so it, instead of white, it was yellow. Yeah, and, and I've also had that before with rats because rats will shit over it all as well. How did the squirrels get in? So basically what they do, uh, they had a big overhanging tree, and it's gone up a tree, gone onto the gutter, walked all the way along the gutter and chewed through the uh, fascia board, got into the loft, because it can literally chew through wood, everything like that. Because the thing is with squirrels, rats, mice, as that is saying, their front teeth continuously grow. So they have to chew stuff to wear it down. What? what? That, what? Is, that is how they operate. Their teeth always grow? Always grow. So like with men, apparently our noses and our ears... Always grow. Yeah. Speak for yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> fucked, mate. Yeah. I'm 31. When, when my nose and ears are the size of this. I'm fucked. I'm not getting that old. Um, but their teeth just grow and grow, grow and, and grow. Grow and grow, yeah. Rats, well, I mean, I've, I've, I've pulled out rats in some of the situations. I've pulled out rats. And some of the teeth, yeah. Like, a, what, two inches long? Yeah. And also, the problem is, if they don't do that, they can't eat. Because their teeth like will, will then uh, get stuck with the bottom ones and they can't eat. They don't. Oh, I'm starting Whoa. to feel a little bit. I've, hang on, the emotions you've spun me around in the first couple of minutes. I've gone from <laughs> what's wrong with squirrels? They're so cute and thingy. To then squirrels are twats. Yeah. To then then they can't eat. And then rats and squirrels can't eat, and mm. I feel sorry for them again. Yeah. Well, a lot of people obviously feed them in the garden, but that has, sometimes there's a reverse effect because they feed them there and then they go in and then the neighbours loft and and uh, hibernate and then have kids up there. What causes them to like? Or go into property? Yeah, is it because the property's dirty? No, no, it's nothing at all. It's just shelter. They just want to go in there. Squirrels, squirrels themselves are not. Um, they're not looking for you know um, dirty property. They're just looking for shelter during, say, sometimes colder months. Uh, but they're also around in the summer, mainly in the uh, in the winter. They're up there uh, hibernating nests. Uh, whereas rats, uh, sorry, as mice, they're always looking into property for food. Rats are no different. But uh, is it is it a sign that if you've got rats or a mice, no, it's not infestation that you've got a dirty house? Not generally, no. I mean, I've been in property where people, are, you know, I walk in some kitchens and I'm like, oh, wow, what is it hor- horrific? Oh my god, <laughs> what's, what's the smell. What's the worst? Well, people what's say the worst you've seen. People always say to me, they say, um, you know, what's the worst? You know, what's the worst pest? And there's lots. But for me... Oh, no, I know. You know where you're going. You know where I'm coming from. It's how people live. Yeah. That is, is for me, is one thing that when I come into this industry, I was like, oh, I'm going to be shocked by a lot of things. But that, by far, is the most fundamental thing that shocked me by far. What's the worst house you've seen? It's it's one of those things where you wipe your feet on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) So worst house to say, I mean, I've, I've had plenty, mate. I mean... Worst house I've probably seen was the house that uh, had an issue, a big issue with uh, cockroaches. Oh, oh God! Have you seen Have you seen cockroaches before? I've got a lot of cockroaches. Well, I've, I've questions, seen it on uh, Men in Black. Oh right, yeah, the ones that come out of the. Where did they come out? of? They come out of this bin. That's right, yeah. And like he just hits it, and then there's loads, and and then there's like this fuck off big one, isn't it? That That's right, that yeah. one turns into massive. Can you get? Hang on. Do you remember the marine biologist? Uh, episode yeah. where he said there's this thing at the bottom of the sea that is like a giant yes. cockroach but it's all white isn't it yeah because because uh, I said can you actually get giant cockroaches he said yeah well, like an albino cockroach th- yeah it's all white and thingy and it's well how big did he say a couple of foot yeah and I'm like what the fuck anyway you've not seen one of them no oh I haven't gone down the water that far. <laughs> <laughs> so this house with a cockroach? Yes. So, got a call, landlord. Uh, yeah, one of my tenants has a problem with some bugs in the kitchen. <laughs> so he's seen a few bugs, few, uh, bugs apparently, uh, on, on the kitchen units. I was like, all right, so I'm thinking possibly cockroach. Who knows? So sometimes you don't really know because you, get, you, know, you don't get the full gist of the story. Um, so, you know, my... my Client is the is the landlord, not the not the tenant. So get get your dress, turn up Monday morning, twelve o'clock. Uh, most people at work, knock on the door, all the curtains closed. For this a bit strange. <laughs> a bit strange. Uh, so it's a big flat above uh, above a shop. Uh, open the door, 
woman standing there smoking. So I was like, right. <coughs> all the curtains closed midday. I was like, everyone up? <laughs> no, are you here for the bugs? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it was quite a bizarre setup. It was uh, one kitchen, one bathroom, but two families shared uh, two bedrooms in there. Okay. So as soon as the doors opened, I can smell it. Cockroaches. You can what? smell cockroaches. What do they smell like? Damp, musty, stale. It actually smells a lot like my undercarriage most days. <laughs> I was going to say, we've got cockroaches in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought, yes, yeah, cockroaches straight away. So very dark, so I've pulled open a couple of curtains. I'm, I'm walking in the sort of hallway, down the left, in, so I'm walking towards the kitchen, already seen something on the floor, skull. Because way cockroaches, they're really quick. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. As soon as you've got light on them, it's really dark, this kitchen at the moment. Quite a big kitchen, probably about three times the size of this. So I've gone in there with a torch, put the torch on, and I've looked at the wall, and the whole wall's moving. Oh, no. oh my God. Every fi- everything's going behind units. <gasps> oh, it's like this. God. It's going up there, like running up, running up the walls, and it's warm in there. And things with cockroaches, th- things they like. Heat. There's a boiler in there. Uh, food, food everywhere on the fucking floor. Spillage, food spillages everywhere. Like literally, I can look at the plimps, you know, like the bits of wood at the bottom, yeah. and I can see the food going up. No. I'm like, oh, how the fuck do people live like that? That's just, well, that's just what I said earlier, didn't I? That how is a they, thing. That's fucking minging. So I'm, I'm looking around. Uh, I was like, right, I'm just gonna pop, pop the van. I want to get, pop, put all my suit on and stuff because I think this is, this is dirty in here. <laughs> so I come back. As, I mean, don't get cockroaches if it's clean ass, put it down. No. <laughs> so I come back in. I'm going to put my suit on, it's dirty in here. <laughs> come back in, and uh, so I've got to talk to her, open the windows a bit, get a bit more light. And she's standing there, eating a bit of toast, as you do at 12 o'clock at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, you've got a bit of issue with cockroaches. Oh, they're cockroaches. Oh, yeah, I've seen a few. Uh, I said, listen, <laughs> I said, listen, you've got more than a few. I've, I've probably already estimated about. 500-ish oh, and that's just God. on one side of the of the kitchen oh. so I'm starting put, opening these units there's all the cups pulled out a cup turned it upside down five or six fell out of that oh, oh fucking hell pulled out the drawers all the cutlery full of cockroaches oh. that gets worse because then I get to the food cupboard oh my god pulled out the loaf of bread yeah no I emptied the loaf of bread all of them fell out there looked in the toaster <laughs> yeah Turn the toast upside down, it'll come out there. Turn to her, I said, uh, that bit of toast you're just eating, was that from that loafing in that toaster? She goes, yes. yes. <laughs> I said, I suggest you spit that out then. <laughs> and she literally ran in the corner and, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's how it went. It went on from there. It was probably one of the worst cockroaches I've ever had. I would have, I would have said at least 2,000, 3,000 cockroaches. In. And it's obviously had been left for so long because they breed so quickly. All different sizes, and they oh. were actually German cockroaches. How do you know they had a bit of like uh, well, Um Yeah, uh, they were they were German. I mean, you can see the, the, really there's two types of cockroaches you get in the UK: uh, Oriental and German, and nothing to do with nationality of how they look or anything like that. It's just the shape of them. And but these were all German cockroaches, breed really quickly, very well organised, very well organised, <laughs> really good at taking penalties <laughs> and uh, all that. And um, yeah, I mean, they, and the problem is they just breed so quickly. How how quickly do, if we had a cockroach couple on this table in front of us? All depends on the conditions of the area. So the kitchen was really hot because the boiler was in it. Let's say the cockroaches are uh, based in my Underpants. undercarriage. Uh, um, so it's it's perfect actually. It's perfect moist, breeding area. It's warm. There's no food though. It, uh, we can we can get a little bit of croissant down there no. if you want. Or <laughs> that bacon sandwich you had that before. Ba- no. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit hard, that. Sorry, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, no got sensitive teeth. It, I don't know about you, Tom, but after hearing that, I'm really intrigued to to know what a toasted cockroach tastes like. Can you... Right, I think it, you can get them in the Far East. <laughs> is it true with cockroaches? Because when I've travelled in the Far East, many years ago when I was backpacking, so you're staying in not particularly salubrious joints. Yeah. You're staying in huts. And the cockroaches were the horror. Because yeah. they'd wait till you were still, and then you'd hear the... Yeah, because, I mean, they're nocturnal, generally. Are they? But if you have a big, big issue, then you'll see them during the day as well. Is it true they lick toothbrushes? What? They've got tongues? Well, what they... I mean, they are disgusting. The way... What they feed on as well, so it's not just food they feed on, they also... They will feed on each other's shit. What? They will feed on their vomit. And this is also a way of... We control it. 
for the insecticide that we use, that we put down, what they do, they feed on the insecticide. And then when they die, the others eat their pals. Oh, so where, where, was their, where have these ones over here have all been killed off with the insecticide? It's like a big uh, cascade effect. Um, and that is a good way of being able to treat big infestations like that because we just use their biology, how they operate, to um, you know, control it. This will sound a very strange thing to say when we're talking about a creature that A, eats its own shit and vomit and then mm. eats its mates. Mm. <laughs> but do you ever find yourself in a strange way admiring how... Because I've heard that a cockroach would survive a nuclear war, which may yeah, be bullshit, but... I mean, so, I mean, some of the pests we have to deal with are really resistant to, to, to a lot of things. I mean, another one going on from cockroaches is bedbugs. Oh, yeah. One of the most toughest pests to shift because they're so resilient. To, to insecticides we use and where they, where they can hide themselves. I mean, bed bugs are probably one. What of is a bed bug? So it's <laughs> a bug you find in the bed. It's a bug you find in the bed. Excellent. Like, yeah. <laughs> How big are we talking? Can I see it? Apple seed size. Oh, good. Okay, now. Yeah. But the thing is with bed bugs, you don't, you will not generally see them easy because A, they're nocturnal, so they'll be out at night. And they only will, will surface when people are in that room because they want to feed on you. <gasps> Oh. So what you generally will wake up sometimes, you'll be like, oh, I've got some uh, scratches and, and rashes on my legs, on my arms, and generally they're at ankle level uh, and, and legs. Uh, it's like a sort of like a big group of, say, like 10 or so bites. And that's where, you, you know, people would look at that and think, oh, maybe I've been bit by a, a couple of mosquitoes where I've been sitting outside at night. But, I mean, some of the situations I've been in with, with bed bugs is, is quite dis- disturbing, actually. Like uh, at, a, at a lady where... She was an old girl and uh, she was embarrassed because she had bed bugs. She knew she had it and she was sleeping upstairs and then she'd moved downstairs uh, because she was getting bit. Didn't tell anyone. Moved downstairs with a sofa. But the problem is she brings them downstairs with her. <gasps> oh, so then no. the sofa c- cops it and literally the whole house. When when they, when they go on the sofa, yeah. do they become sofa bugs? <laughs> or do you still refer uh, to them I think, them I think, it, was a, I think it was a pull-out bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I've kind of got away from just okay. you know. okay. uh, for bed bugs generally you're not always in the beg, beds either because they will go in any nook and cranny hiding until the time's right for them to come out they're going plugs, uh, plugs behind skirting boards light fittings you know what one I come to do the insecticide treatment of the room Someone, we're at, we've had to chuck mattresses out I mean I've pulled I've pulled off sheets and seen people's mattresses where it's a white mattress the whole mattress is pretty much black oh. generally they're clearish well, once they're fed on you, as in your blood, they're really dark, like a mahogany colour, and that's oh. your blood on there. But they're all hu- they're all huddled together, and then at night, when you're in there breathing, all your air it, it, it draws them out, and they feed on you, and then they go back there. And they are most one of the most tricky places to get rid of because they'll be all along the oh, some of the, some of the um, rooms I've been in, all along the skirting boards behind the beds, uh, in the, in the side cabinets, in the drawers, in the cupboards, in your clothes. So all your clothes has to come out, bag it up, down the laundrette, high, high wash, long wash and high temperature to kill off all the eggs because the eggs are tiny. Oh, is it? So I stayed... Is your, that, is your hair staying on your uh, arm okay? <laughs> <laughs> I went on holiday, I went of a weekend break with a couple of mates in Hamburg mm. one time and one of the rooms had bed bugs and the girl realised because it was almost like they sort of nibbled in very straight lines it wasn't like random all mm, over. No, they're, 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 it's groups. Yeah, it looked like almost like she'd been harvested. And she had terrible bites all over her body. Mm. And then we think that the bed bugs travelled in her clothes back to her house. Absolutely. I say it, I say it usually does. Um, I mean, the thing is, what we, it's like when you go on holiday, you know, you pack your case up in your ass, you go, you go on holiday. What's the first thing you do with your suitcase when you get to the hotel room? Stick it on the bed. Chuck it on the bed. Get all your clothes out, you know, bang it wherever. And then when you, on the reverse, when you're coming home, you do, you do the same. You put your, put your suitcase on the bed. Then you come home, and what do you do with your suitcase? You go upstairs, put a suitcase on your bed, and do that. So if they're in the case or in your clothes, they just hop out. I feel, I feel like I'm constantly looking at all the plug sockets, and <laughs> I feel itching stuff around me now. I'm like, I'm, any little movement on me, I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got something. And also second-hand furniture they bought in. People who buy stuff on eBay. Like, oh, is there a, there's a nicer unit or something? 
or you know, all sort of things on Facebook. The old uh, buy swap sale, buy swap, all buy, that, buy all swap that. sale. Your local area yeah. selling this. I mean, you don't you don't know from Adam where where that's coming from. Yeah, it looks all great. You can't see it. You bring it back, bang it in your room. Three months later, you got a massive infestation of bed bugs, and you think, well, actually, where's that come from? Oh. And also, it comes it comes also from people who who come and stay around your house. Sometimes they don't even know they've got it, and they come in, and you know, it only takes one or two, and then and they're in your property. And what it is with mattresses as well is you, you pull, you, you just, just look at mattresses and never see it. You you put, you'd have to pull the sort of corners of it back, so in in the crevices or under the buttons. If you lift the buttons up, they might even be underneath. Oh. But it's a framework. It's the ones where they always are underneath in the corners. Really, I can't really wait to get to back home now and <laughs> lift the button. Check all the nook and crannies of everywhere. And I know, like, I mean, is, you know, people would never stay at a hotel with you. I mean, big hotels have had problems. I'm worried about the hotel we big stayed hotel. in last night, Tom. Mm. It's making me feel all oh, bitchy. Yeah, what? Maybe that was a. Well. Oh. Joe, yeah. mm-hmm. so, do you want to. Because we need to, uh, to go to an ad break. Do you want to check your crevices while we have some adverts? <laughs> I've got a torch in a van, if you want to. <laughs> Excellent. Let's go check the crevices. I'm Ellis James. I'm Mike Bubbins. And I'm Steph Guerrero. I would get off with any footballer to get a Premier yeah, League game, would you? No problem. Ian Dowie. We've got a comedy podcast called The Socially Distant Sports Bar. It's Liverpool versus Arsenal here at Anfield. It's the big kickoff. New player, Mike Bubbins, who got off with Ian Dowie in the week. Jurgen Klopp, of course, said that he's perfectly happy to play Bubbins in a front three alongside uh, Salah Firmino. Bubbins, 48 years of age, has never played football, but he snogged Ian Dowie for two and a half to three minutes as stipulated. According to Premier League guidelines, Dowie said he's got no idea how good Bubbins is word on the street is that he's not great he's morbidly obese it's about sport but not really he's not fit and he doesn't know where to stand his face touches woeful and I mean woeful but he got off with the how he that those are the rules so it's a, it's, a new, it's a new guy that I don't agree with it Gary don't agree with it none of the explanations shut shut I'm gonna die. <laughs> Download it from wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Right, Jojo, it is that time in the show where we thank our Patreons, the official sponsors of The Joe Marler Show. Ant, not Deck, Edgley. James, the film star, Dean. Matthew, Fairtrade Fairs. Peter, Benny and the Jets, Bennett. The notorious B.E.G., Becky, Eaton, Garrett. James, Jimbo, Blackman. And come up and see me, it's Harley Steve. To be more like Ant, James, Matthew, Peter, Becky, James and Harley, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and grow the show. Right, my crevice has been cleared. Um, I'll take the gloves off. <laughs> and I feel wonderful after that little ad break. Thank you, Tom. I said earlier about one man's pest being another man's pet and that I've actually felt sorry for squirrels. Mm, mm. And then you described them as ruining and pissing all over wedding dresses. Mm, and I thought, mm. you fucking twat of a squirrel. Mm. But what about moles? Yeah, I do a lot with moles. Are um, moles pests? Yeah, um, I do quite a bit of work with golf courses involving moles. One of the jobs at the moment, we've caught, uh, we've caught over over quite a few months, caught about 40. 40, 40 um, on a golf how course. How do you stop a mole ruining a golf course? So basically, uh, obviously you go on a mo- uh, golf course and you generally will steal the moles. So it's, it's all lumps of uh, mud everywhere um, and w- what the problem was with the golf course is that all the members that have paid quite a, you know additional money for they walk over on the hole and they're sinking because of the tunnels that the, the moles have, uh, have created and bear in mind a mole one mole themselves can travel probably about three three to four acres alone what? 
and they're uh, yeah they're solitary animals and they only come together when they mate so they're not they're not you know always in massive packs so when you when you say we've obviously caught 40 on a golf course you can tell how big the issue has been for them over you know 18 holes um, over a period of, of months so the way we we uh, we deal with moles is say you've got mole over there mole over there i mean this is very basic uh we have like a sort of a tool where you can sort of press down and then trying to find a tunnel and then when you press and it gives way the ground gives way you know between there somewhere is the tunnel so what you do you do a bit a little bit of digging and then you can literally go down and you'll, you'll see a hole one side and a hole another and then what we do we put a trap in there so it's a kill it'll kill them but it's instant kill how does it kill them uh, well, a trapper just uh, clip on them and they'd be dead in seconds. Well, like it, what, it what cuts their neck or doesn't cut their neck. But it depends on the angle they go and it snap them and the mole's dead in seconds. I had moles. I had like mole problems in both the last house I was at and this house. I got the impression they'd followed me as well, <laughs> even though it was like a good 10, 15 minute little, drive. Little blind moles. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that little fucking you. mole. He's followed me, like, up here, or she. And instead of doing the sensible thing and getting pest control out, I just started flattening the <laughs> flattening the hills. <laughs> Probably yeah. one of the worst things to do. Yes, I was just flattening the mounds and hoping that the grass would come, come and through. And then the following day they came up on another Came up again. There's yeah. fucking hundreds. Honestly, mate, all these molehills, I was yeah. losing my... Daisy would be pissing herself. Oh, moles again. I'm like, what are you laughing at? They're ruining the fucking garden. How many molehills do you think you I reckon I had about 30 or 40 moles. probably one mole. See, this is what, when I first eventually got round to do it, that's what that bloke said to me. I said, what do you mean one mole mm. is doing that? Because he put a load of traps down mm. Mm. and he, th- and he, I thought I was expecting like these 10 traps to come out with a mole. It was just one mole. It was really? just one mm. mole. But what I did before going that way, I got, I bought um, a big 10 Shotgun. Meat- <laughs> <laughs> I, bought, I bought a big 10 metre roll of AstroTurf <laughs> and uh, so that there's, a, there's a patio and th- then it drops down to the, like, the garden bit and there was all these molehills and I thought right, I'll squash down all the hills and just put this AstroTurf I'll roll this AstroTurf out and just hide the hide the molehills and it worked you know, I was so like, they're like banging brand- their heads on yeah, the it's like a brand new Garden, but then you started notice there was still like, it's little... like a camel. <laughs> it was like, oh god, up and down, up and down, up and down. And then after about a week, I rolled up the the astroturf, and it was incredible. What I saw was amazing. The tunnels, tunnels you saw the tunnels underneath. All the tunnels and everything, and the, mm. it was. I was like, that's amazing. Mm. For something that's blind, fuck, he makes some really impressive tunnels. Um. But that didn't last long. No. That like impressiveness was like, no, nah, fuck off, you're going. Called him up. This mole guy came round. Was he the mole man? <laughs> he was the mole guy. Because the amount of things I'd be, rat boy, rat man, <laughs> rat boy, mouse boy, as a mouse boy, anything, mole man. Anything with cockroach with Yeah, I uh, think it's out of order no. that I didn't actually probably ask his name. I did just refer to him as the, the mole, mole man. man. I think he liked it, though, because he got quite excited about this one. And he was putting all these traps down and he said oh, I'll come back tomorrow to check thing in I was like cool he said I've got a load in the car though I went what he said oh I've just come from uh, Roger Daltrey's house what you know the leasing <laughs> yeah, of, the, of the who yeah. I went what he said yeah I've got a couple of miles from Roger Daltrey's house <laughs> okay it sounds like that's a trophy for him then isn't it correct kept it oh, he was keeping God. him in the back he said oh, come over I went, oh, I'll come over they're all dead I walk in the, uh, round to his car, opens up these boots, he's got like 30 or 40 moles in I his boots. I bet that smell awful. And I was like, what are you doing? He said, yeah, these aren't these aren't even my favourite ones. I was like, what? Okay, th- and he told me about an albino mole. Yeah, yeah, I haven't come across them yet. He, he was like, I've got this albino mole, it's worth about five, six hundred quid. I mm. went, to who? Who the fuck are you selling an albino mole that's dead to? Who's buying an albino mole for five <laughs> or six hundred quid? He was so excited. He came back the next day. The mole gone. We haven't had any touchwood mole issues since. A lot of the people I go and see, people, I think sometimes in the industry, try to do things first. Um, but inevitably, it either gets worse and then it ends up calling professionals in. I mean, the problem we have, uh, you can get uh, with denticides a poison from rats and mice quite readily available on, 
on the internet. Um, and it's one of the things our agency wants to sort of cut back on a little bit because although you can get it, it's not the same dose as what we can get. But, you know, people just quite willingly chuck poison down. If they've got a problem in a loft, oh, they go up there and absolutely cover the loft with poison. And then, you know, maybe a rat will take it and then I'll get a phone call maybe a couple of months later. Oh, I've got this awful smell. Right, we've got, we've got to talk about the smell because we had a serious rat issue. And this in be- your house. Yeah, and this began... Oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. So are you worried, well, about, are you worried about being judged? <laughs> so it, it, I think there are people out there that if you say, oh, I've got rats, you go, oh, God, you dirty bastard, you'll have to move. Oh, God, you're fucked. You're completely fucked. Are I mean, I've worried? been in the cleanest houses and people have got rats. It's not a case of... All oh, OK, way, so. good. I've cleared up the nice. stigma around having rats. Do you know how it started, Joe? Like, you'd be in bed and whilst you were sort of moving around the bedroom, bloody blah, blah, there'd be nothing. And just when you were falling asleep... You would just hear a sort of, and in my head initially, I was like, "It's a pigeon on the roof," because mm. it's like it's that's what it sounds. I get that like. a lot. People always think it's birds. Yeah, but you'll, I, you'll never get birds at night. No, but I'm thinking this is quite charming. Maybe we've got some some young sparrows nesting on the on the roof, and then Murph has gone. That's a rat, and I've gone. No, it's not. It's not a rat, because you're thinking, a how has the rat got in? Because there's no obvious holes. So we called the Rat Man round. There you go. That man. They've got names. No, the rats. <laughs> well, they might have. Like, well, some people know. have had rats so long, they might as well start calling them. Oh, so these know. rats, apparently, as you say, Paul, had come... So when the house was built, they didn't do the drains properly. They didn't, cut, they didn't shut off the access to the mains. So these rats were coming in through the drains into the kitchen and then they were going up... I don't know if this sounds familiar, Probably Paul. the wall cavity. Through the wall cavity mm. to the attic. Poison was put down... And the man who looks after the rats, Joe. Rat man. Rat man. Rat man. He said, you'll never see the dead rat because it will go somewhere lonely and dark to die, but you'll smell it. And when we came back to the house one day, the phrase, I can smell a rat, mm. I can smell a rat here, made total sense because it's quite, quite a sweet smell, isn't it? It's a distinctive ratty. Yeah. I mean, really, the use of a denticide as a poison... That is, I mean, really, that is the last one. I mean, I rarely, I do use adenosine when needed to control it, but that is probably one of the last things to do. Um, there's other ways of controlling them. Uh, and really, the fundamental fix is finding where the hole is. Because, you know, you, you could you could be chucking poison down left, right and centre, catching rats and rats and rats. But if you don't go back to the source, you're never fixing the problem. All you're doing is kind of sidestepping it and you're managing the situation. I, you know, this is where I want, you know, when I went into the industry, what I wanted to sort of do to kind of make myself different from others uh, because anyone can throw uh, poison down. And what happens, you're, you're poisoning a rat and it'll walk off and die in a wall cavity that's totally inaccessible. And then you get a smell for a couple of months, then you get flies. I mean, I've been in property where there's flies coming out of every crevice in this room. I'm worried about the amount of flies I've got in my kitchen now. You're making me panic. See, trapping is the best way of doing it, really. Trapping in the lofts because, A, you catch it and you can remove it from the property. And there's other ways to do it. I've got, I have cameras in people's lofts to see if I can work out areas where they're coming in from. Pervert. <laughs> Not in the bedrooms, <laughs> in the lofts. Um, and also I, have, I use different things like UV tracking dust. If they walk in it under UV oh, light, that sounds yes. cool. You can see where they're coming in from. Cameras is a really good way of doing it as well because you're seeing angles they're coming in from. And, but the UV track dust is really helpful because they, you, under UV light, you just see it from a mile off. Imagine if Daisy had access to UV tracking dust and she sprinkled it from your bedroom to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she doesn't need UV tracking dust, does she? Like, I'm eating all fucking night <laughs> and the crumbs are enough, like... And then I'll, I'll hoover up all the crumbs, not with a hoover. <laughs> I'll just eat it all. She'd just be, oh, God, I'd be proper fucked. I'd be absolutely fucked. I've, I've, I've given people nightmares sometimes because they, I had, a, I had a, an occasion where, where a lady came down on a... It was a Sunday morning. I think she was cooking a Sunday roast. She opened the fridge. The joint weren't there anymore. So she started moving stuff. And a rat had chewed through the fridge. What? From the back. So it'd come behind a plinth under the units and chewed through all that plastic. And the bite mark was the size of this. It was about the size of your hand and come through the fridge and ate the beef, ate the joint, and then fucked off. I'm actually getting more and more impressed by these rats and their resilience and actually how how good they're really quite and they also, they admirable. Ha- they also hoard stuff like another another client. Hoarder rats? No, they hoard food. Oh. 
I thought you meant like, they, they, in their like little nests. They've got like loads of boxes oh, all shelving, up. shelving, and uh, <laughs> uh, all these newspapers. All <laughs> going back a few years, catalogues, <laughs> yeah. date order. I, I remember some lady. She had a. I remember this old girl as well. She had um, some grapes in a corner of her kitchen. She come down one morning, grapes gone. She goes, ah, oh, and she had a problem with rats because underneath there was droppings everywhere underneath the plinch. She didn't know about. And then what transpired? I was having a look around the kitchen. And the rat had actually moved the grapes to the other side of the kitchen. Ate <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few and then moved the rest there. Slightly come back later and eat it. Have you ever had, because we've heard some of your successful battles with pests, <laughs> have you ever had a prolonged epic battle with a particular pest in a particular house where the pest in question has pushed you to your limits and you've had to pull all sorts of tricks, stunts, and eventually... Yeah, I mean, it, each... Each job brings its own testing time and, and, and effort. But, uh, I mean, bird work is one of the most trickiest, trickiest work. Pigeons, pigeon work is really difficult um, because, A, you, you're working at heights. I do quite a lot of work with uh, solar panels um, and pigeons. If you have solar panels, if you get put solar panels on your roof, guaranteed, 100%, you'll get uh, feral pigeons nesting there. Not the wood pigeons, not the big, the great ones, but kind of the ones you see in Trafalgar Square. Why do they go under solar panels? They go under solar panels for shelter, warmth, because obviously it's solar, and and they're not dis- and they're not disturbed, and they'll nest under there. And if you get pigeons under solar panels, they'll be there until you do something about it. They'll be back year on year out. Um, they'll never leave. The young will be back there, and it's it's awful. I mean, I've been in people's houses where they've had solar panels put in, obviously making a bit of money on that, but now they can't sit on their patio because it's full of pigeon shit. <laughs> Or, saving the world yeah. but can't or, enjoy the world what happens all the eggs run sometimes the eggs fall out of the nests all run down the tiles splat onto the patio eggs that have been up there months can you imagine what it smells like oh. they, they've pushed me to my limit before because you know you go on a, you go on a property and they've got 19, 18 solar panels on the roof you know you got to, really we only can we only can prove those solar panels because we, we'll spike it but we only can do it once pigeons are left um, and you can't just knock on the door and say, "Excuse me, can you leave?" So we have to, there's ways, in, you know, there's ways to try to uh, not tie them out, but you, you know, you can do certain aspects of the, of the solar panels, block off certain areas, leave a, an exit point, and then you'll go back once they've gone and then just proof it. Um, but you've got to use the right material because I, I've been in, in property where people have tried to have it done with like mesh, but pigeons are relentless; they just push it through. Why? You have to use the right sort of equipment on just solar pecking, panels. Just pure pecking. Pe- and yeah, and, and they just cut them. Will, I've seen it before. They just try to push their way through. And if if you leave a tiny hole, or the spikes are not the right size for the pigeon, they just push their way in. They're relentless, and they they have pushed me to my limit. Pigeons. I've got a newfound love for pigeons. Every every would you, every would you still eat one? <laughs> oh no. Oh, I'll never eat one. They're disgusting. Oh, no. Are they disgusting? Oh, of course. And you can imagine what it smells like. It's been up there in, in the sun, baking under a solar panel. Oh. Is there anything that like you... Like an egg. Is there anything... <laughs> is, there... <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you wouldn't kill? So what, I... What I anyways, so my, my... I have a different opinion on what a pest is. It's not a case of killing everything. It's no, the... no, but my, so I've got a pest. I, I bring you up. Yeah. I said, Paul, I've got some pests. And he's like, you go, well, what pest you got? And I said, there's this cat. <laughs> he keeps fucking doing shits on my, on my patio. Is this a true story? No, he's not. He's not. He's he's not my cat. I was going to say, the neighbours just realised that he ain't got a cat anymore. I don't know whose cat it is, but I'm sick of it. I, as far as I know... He's a pest. Yeah. Can you come and kill the cat? What are you saying? Kill the cat. I was like, curiosity, kill the cat. Good. Uh, <laughs> no, I think we'd pass on that one. You ain't killing a cat, even no. though I've told you that it's a pest. Yeah. That's your that's your cut off, is it? Well, it's actually a pet, and you can be done for. Um, there's laws about it. If you kill a pet, I think the it's like criminal damage. That's the one. But uh, what, you, what, you if can, I, what if I kept pigeons? You can keep pigeons as pets. You can keep pigeons as pets. But you can. You've just said about killing loads of pigeons. You, you have to weigh out the situations where it's, where it's you know, <laughs> whether it's going to get you in trouble or not. Yeah, we're, we're, well, yeah. Some in, blokes asked me to go kill his wife because it's well, been a really I mean, with the, no, yeah, no, sorry, that's come out. No bloke has asked me to kill his wife. Hell, what the fuck am I saying? So actually, a lot, a lot of people say to me, uh, "Can you sort out my pest, i.e., my wife?" Oh, how man, many times standard. I've heard that joke? Yeah. How many times I've heard what that are the joke? Other good, what, what are the other go-to pest jokes that you get? Uh, pigeon pollock was called one. <laughs> 
Pigeon Pole. Yeah. What is the actual name of your company? Uh, Fast Track Pest Control. I think Pigeon Pulse is... Well, this is the thing. When I was starting a business, I was weighing up different names. You know, do you have a catchy phrase? Um, I mean, I've seen loads around pest controllers that have, have catchy phrases. But the thing is, yes, it's funny between pals when you're sitting down a pub, oh, my name's, you know, whatever. But is that name going to get you in commercial companies where a lot of my work's based in, in, in you know, doing office work and restaurants and pubs and like that? So if you're called Rat Boy, that's a harder sell. Is, is is someone like whoever, like a BMW, going to say, oh, yeah, we're getting this fellow who's called uh, Rat Boy and he turns up in his rat van? <laughs> you know, art with yeah, but how good would it be? I, of course, it would how be like that. But if you, have you seen commercially a, wise, I don't think it's probably the best way. What about it. Dumb and Dumber in the big uh, dog, dog car? Dog car. <laughs> what if you have a massive rat that's dressed as Batman with like massive teeth in front of you? Like it's just a giant. You're just driving a giant rat and you've got speakers that are going, and then you jump out. With um, Rodney and, oh, and Del Boy, Del Boy. Yeah. They're, they're dressed up. They come to every job with you. Yeah. Otherwise, the joke doesn't work. And you also come out dressed as a rat. I think going. Are I you think, worried you won't be taken seriously? I think so. I also think going to someone's house and trying to get up a loft dressed as Batman with Robin in tail behind might be a bit awkward. I mean, I'm six foot four and I've been in some tight situations. I don't really feel like I need to wear a cape. <laughs> wouldn't you be better off when this person has called you Pigeon Paul? Mm. Wouldn't it be more accurate if they'd called you Anti Pigeon Paul? Very true. Good. Really good. So I, I'm, I'm, I've been turned around to wasp, I'm wasp man at the moment. It's oh, obviously yeah. wa- wasp season. No. Don't you feel a bit sorry taking out wasps? Uh, not really, no. Why would you feel sorry? Because well, they always interrupt your barbecue, don't they? <laughs> they just... You have a drink, you have, get your burger out, and you have an unwanted guest of uh, four wasps around, you're yeah, trying they, to drink your lager. They have <laughs> incredible <laughs> nests that course, are so yeah. impressive oh, to... really impressive. To look at, yeah, we've had a couple of wasps' nests that mm. have then fallen down or whatever in the winter or yeah. after it's there. And the kids are fascinated, and you open it up, it's like, fucking hell, these are incredible. Mm. Mm. Don't you feel bad for killing them? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Oh, there's a theme here, you are a heartless yeah. piece of shit, really, Correct. to the pest yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. indeed. <laughs> um, I don't, I, no, I don't feel that at all because. I mean, they get they get themselves again. They get themselves in really awkward situations. Sometimes, I mean, I had, I had one last week where um, there was a uh, they were actually coming through the uh, kitchen ceiling uh, where they'd built a nest in the cavity and they'd just kind of found their way down and they'd chewed through the plasterboard because what they wasps do they chew through plasterboard and they don't make the nest from that. They they basically take bits of plasterboard and throw it out. They go out of the exit point and chuck it away, come back and keep doing it because because the nest uh, continues to grow, it needs space. So they chew everything around it, make space for it, and then get rid of what they don't need. That's really impressive. It is impressive. Wasps are really impressive. Yeah, isn't there? Joe, I think I'm with you here because actually I'm with both of you, which shows that I'm weak-minded. Because <laughs> Paul, I agree, particularly in sort of late August, September, you might go out with the kids for a picnic, and then they both start crying because there's five wasps, and then you just get in the car <laughs> and you go home and it's ruined. But Joe, I'm with you because. A, the wasp nest is a thing of wonder. B, I've heard there's lots of plants and crops that only wasps can pollinate. So we should keep them alive then? Yeah, Paul, how many do we need to keep alive? What's the balance? Uh, if you talk to all my clients, they would be zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially at the end, you're right, at the end of the season, August, September, wasps just are a pest. It's just, you know, they're kind of not dying out, but they're getting a bit. I was just saying they do get a bit drunk because of how much booze they drink. Hang um, on, you get drunk wasps. You do get drunk wasps. I mean, you know, you've only got to look at a pub at that time of the year and they're always in pint glasses that have been left on the tables. And, you know, they're only a small creature. Do they, like drunk wasps, do they uh, exhibit the same behaviour as drunk humans? They get larried, they start copping off. Depending on the drink. Yeah. I think like, yeah, if they're, they're having a JD and Coke, there's a couple of wasps fighting. Yeah. yeah. Stella, Stella, oh, don't go there. Especially when I get they're wearing on. vests. Stripy <laughs> <laughs> vests, yeah. And then uh, red wine. You just got these like really fancy posh wasps that are just 
actually pick up a cigar as well. They start chewing on a cigar. Bloody, and... had a bloody great day. Oh, that was wonderful, wasn't it, Waspy? Yes, Waspy, it was. It Sitting there with their feet up, drinking a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been stung by a wasp? So here, here we go. So not only have I been stung by a wasp, my worst wasps thing was in the summer, as described, and I'm drinking a bottle of lager and I'm playing table tennis. <gasps> so the point ends and I reach my bottle of lager without looking into the bottle of lager I swig it mm. and then I feel this extreme pain in my mouth and I'm like I've swallowed glass and it's like the glass is moving round my mouth stinging top of my mouth my tongue my throat I've spat this dirty great wasp has come out and wow. I couldn't eat for about three days and mm. my throat was really t- <gasps> like that because of the, the wasp I've, ne- I've never been stung by a wasp I don't know what it does it is it bad I think you should Instant pain. One. Instant pain. What sort of pain? Like pain scale out of ten. What am I looking at? Well, can you take pain? I don't know. I've been stung by a wasp yet. Well, but you've been punched in your face, haven't you? Have I got a face that looks like it's been? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I've watched rugby. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, I have. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's instant. It's sharp. It's probably like a needle sort of prick. How long does it last? Uh, a few Ow. hours. See, I think I want to get, I want to get stung by a wasp to know what it, that, and I also want to try getting stabbed. What? Yeah, there's the part of my bucket list. This is. A, I was just going to say it's a very strange bucket like list. A, like a legit, like a legit safe one knife. Where so would you want to get stabbed? Just like in my stomach, but not like in my stomach, like on my muffin top. So I know that. <laughs> so I know what the pain is like, but yeah. I'll survive, and also. It might involve having to get an operation that just cuts off my muffin tops. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my theory. That's wow. my theory behind all of that. Most one. people want to visit like nice places in the world, and Joe wants to be stabbed <laughs> and Joe, stung by wasps. Stung by wasps. <laughs> I'm going to give you an infestation option here, Joe. You have to choose one of the following infestations from my list. Mm. Would you rather have an infestation of A wasps, B rats, C cockroaches, or D Pigeons. I can add another one into that. Yeah. What about ants? E ants. <gasps> flying ants. Oh. F flying ants. Surely the best way to get rid of flying ants is just a kettle. What about if they're in your bathroom? Mm. Upstairs. You're just gonna pour hot water on, into the bathroom floor? It's gonna seep into the kitchen underneath? He's got a valid point, John. I haven't thought that through. And what about, what about if they're in a wall cavity that you can't find a nest? How I are you gonna do that? You know, not the wall down? Do you know the truth? I'm not, I don't actually know what... You've said it a lot. I don't know what a wall cavity is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have said it. I would explain it to you. Know. Right, so you've got a wall. <laughs> I keep saying wall cavity in my head. Do you want me to, do you want me to explain cavity. it to you? What cavity? the fuck is a wall cavity? Okay. Yes, please. What about a ceiling cavity? Or is that not the same thing? Don't even get me started. I don't know what... <laughs> cavity is something to do right, with so teeth. Got, <laughs> so, house, external brickwork... Then yeah. there's a gap in between, and then you have the internal brickwork. The gap in between is the wall cavity that's usually filled with insulation to keep their house nice and warm. Fucking hell. That's the simple terms. That's ceiling cavity is the same. I, I, You've don't got mi- a ceiling. I, don't, I don't mind if there's something in the wall cavity. They what, could just what, live there because it's not coming through the lot. Well, what about if it's a rat's running up the wall cavity into the ceiling into your loft? A rat can run up a wall. Oh, yeah. How do you think they get into lofts? They come from the drains. Fucking they, they're hell. not going to borrow your ladder. I thought they had their own ladders that they took places to, or they had like the same thing as Batman with the. Oh, like the gun. They've got little rat oh, guns that just zip wires up onto hook, the hook onto the hook on. Yeah, you haven't you haven't chose what pest you. you oh yeah, so it was so it's like a list again. Yeah, A was B rats, C cockroaches, D pigeons. E ants. ants, F flying ants. What's the thing? I have to have one. Yeah, not as a pet either. Um, for, and what's the time length? Is it rest of my life? Paul, moles. Oh, oh moles is another moles. one. Oh, fuck it's a month. Month. It's a it's, month. It's a month when you're spending a lot of time at home. Number of social engagements uh, based around the the garden. And kitchen. It's quite a tricky area because some of those pests would involve your bedroom and some would not. H, bedbugs. Oh, fucking hell. There's not a lot going on in my bedroom these days, anyway. Uh, then it's H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going for bedbugs, if I'm honest. 
because I'll just sleep on the sofa. Let them let them have the bed. You've also probably chosen the most hardest ones to get rid of and the most costly to your uh, wallet. Oh fuck! I haven't <laughs> thought this through at all. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with I'll go with what. In fact, no, I'm not going with any of them. Can I not have any? Depends if you employ Paul. Do I have to have all of these? Whereabouts you live? Have I got to come around your house and sort it? I think you, you didn't you know can, where Essex was. Did if you, you could, so, <laughs> so it's obviously not in Essex. Paul, fucking stop! <laughs> stop! You don't know where Essex is. I'm really stupid. You don't know what wall cavities are. Oh my god! Um, I, I'm not choosing one. So no more from. <laughs> Of me, Paul from Fast Track Pest Control. Thank you for coming on. Anytime, anytime. Uh, experiencing a very enjoyable episode all about pest control. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Joe, an episode that for me was equal parts fascinating and horrific. There's some dirty, dirty bastards out there, isn't there? And unfortunately, Tom, I'm having to include you in it. You didn't tell them about your rat problem. Joe, it's dealt with now, so you, next time you pop over, you will be nowhere near a rat unless you're bringing one with you. Did he give you his card? Yeah, he did, you? When he walked out? I've got well. his card, yes. Are you worried about... No, I'm happy. I'm not worried at all now, because I've got Paul on the case. No, I like Paul. Pigeon Paul. Pigeon Paul was cool. Anti-Pigeon Paul. Anti-Pigeon Paul was cool. Anti-Pigeon Paul was cool. Anti-Pigeon Paul was cool. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ha, 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 ha. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ha, 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 ha. Two bits of chat from me, Joe. If you'd like to support the show, search for Joe Marler Show on Patreon. If you want another podcast to listen to, Joe and I would recommend Death of a Sports Star. Now, these are really unique documentaries about people like John Alomu, Kobe Bryant, Diego Maradona and others. Go listen to an episode. Tell your friends to do the same. Just search for Death of a Sports Star in your podcast app. Who's on next week, Tom? An ice cream innovator. An innovator of ice cream. Someone who takes ice cream and makes it even better. That's weird. I, I, I thought ice cream had already been innovated. But perhaps it has, Joe, in which case it will be a terrible episode. Oh, I thought you meant invented. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.